Welcome to Cavalier Central, bringing you everything you need to know about the wine and gold. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm your host, Justin Masham. Joining me today is Dan Golinski. Dan, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi guys. Uh, it's Dan Golinski, uh, slight expert for King, Game, King James Gospel, uh, fan site, it's Cavs Blog. Thanks for having me, Justin, and uh, we'll, we'll get it going. All right, no problem. Um, we're going to be talking about the futures of a couple Cavs veterans today. We're going to be talking about Andre Drummond and Kevin Love. We're going to start with Andre Drummond. What did you think of his eight games in Cleveland? You know, how did you like his fit with the young pieces? Uh, well, uh, Drummond is is just such a. It's really hard to tell right now. Uh, it kind of as you touched on, it's only eight games, so uh, he, he kind of started a little bit slow. Uh, I don't know, tried to do a little bit too much with the ball, team like uh, just had some issues kind of fitting in, uh, had turnover issues, and uh, only played, I think it was like 28 minutes, uh, played a little bit more Detroit, I think it was like ballpark at 34, so yeah. uh, it's, it's kind of hard to tell right now, but as long as he's kind of doing what he does inside and rolling, diving here and there uh, to help out Sexton, Berlin, to kind of carve out space in that way, that he's fine. But it's just hard to tell right now, given that he can't really, he's not really like a switch out big defensively. And, and we, we know that Kevin Love's defensive issues are kind of well documented. Just yeah. lack of lateral quickness for him is, I mean, you're just kind of shot when you have him and drawing for against certain matchups for long stretches, but uh, I, I don't know. I've been willing to have an open mind from him. I'll, we'll see. Seems like he's likely back at this point, so at least for next yeah. year. But you, you wonder how long how long they can really have him and Love out there for long stretches. It's just hard to tell. Yeah, and you know we were supposed to be seeing him for about two months this season. We only saw the eight games. Um, it was supposed to be with just John Beeline and it ended up being Beeline and Bickerstaff. We hardly saw him at all with Bickerstaff. So what did you think of him trying to expand his game and, you know, shooting some threes, bring the ball to the floor? What did you, you know, are you a fan of that or? Uh, well, I, I think there was a piece, I think it was Chris Manning, Fear the Sword, uh, a couple days ago. I think it was him kind of touching on how, uh, Kind of was a totally new thing for Brooke Lopez, for example, who's really turned to a like a hell of a stretch big. But uh, the Cavs don't really have necessarily the playmaking, and and honestly, they just don't have the time right now. Drummond, I don't, I don't want to see him taking like twenty eight footers and, and taking dribbling into him. It's just not conducive to their success right now and, and their develop, development curve. For, it just kind of takes the other guys out of rhythm, and I mean, no disrespect to Drummond, but he's a, essentially a fifteen percent shooter from three for his career. <laughs> yeah, if he's, I think he's had just over a hundred threes taken in for eight seasons, so it's it's a little late for that for him, frankly. And I mean, we you know we saw that Brooke Lopez late in his career has started taking threes and has had success with them. We've also seen Brooke Lopez have success at the three at the free throw line throughout his entire career, which is yep. Andre Drummond's free throw struggles have been well documented throughout his career. Yeah. So he's just a, he's just a non 
shooter outside of about seven feet. You, just, you don't want to see that. No. Uh, who do you like in the draft for the Cavs? Are you a fan of more going for a guard or a wing, or do you want to see a big like Okongwu or Wiseman or even Obi Toppin? Personally, I'm a big Okongwu fan. I just think uh, for them, it'd be kind of an, I, I, I'm not a huge. Uh, I can't really say whether or not Drummond will be around after next season. I, if I would bet on it, I'd probably say not. But uh, it's it'd be kind of a good situation to have Okongwu kind of learn at least a little bit from him and, and probably get stronger or upper body strength. But uh, it, he would be a great fit for us, would be an instant impact player. Uh, and we didn't, you didn't see it as much at USC in his time there, but uh, it, the BAM comparisons are real. He's honestly a really good passer. Uh, can handle it better than, a little more than he showed at USC, frankly, and uh, is one of the better team, to, if not the best team defender really in the draft. And, the Cavs need to eventually start being getting guys that actually can defend, and and he's probably the most switchable big in the draft. So uh, that's just really sticks out to me. And, and I'm a big Bacoro guy, and honestly, Patrick Williams from Florida State, kind of a hybrid three four. I think mm-hmm. he was coming off the bench at Florida State. And they play a lot of guys down there, but uh, he's another piece that I'd be. Honestly, perfectly fine with it. They got it five or six. I understand it's a little high, maybe for him, but uh, really a really solid passer too. Uh, shows really good instincts and, and very switchable defensively. So uh, I think you got to go bigger wing. I, I understand. Uh, I, I mean, if they got like Lamelo Ball, I'm not going to be upset getting Lamelo. He's got great vision, uh, just kind of unique feel as a passer. But I have. I'm really skeptical, and I just honestly don't know if he's going to be a high-efficiency player in, in any respect as a scorer. And, um, you just wonder with his frame, and, and can he stay healthy throughout the NBA seasons? I, that I have huge questions about, honestly. Yeah. I think, you know, if the Cavaliers were to go with a big man like Onyeko Kongwu, I think that would be a big deciding factor in Drummond's future in Cleveland. You know, if we were to draft a big, I think... He's probably gone after next season. You know, he'll stay just to teach, just to have, you know, a veteran guy from this rookie to learn from. But say the Cavs do draft a wing or a guard. Do you think Drummond would be interested in staying in Cleveland? It seems like as of right now, they've at least have some mutual interest in an extension. Yeah, I would think, I, who knows with the Cavs, but uh, they seem to kind of go against the grain and kind of investing in bigs. I'm sure if it's guard, he, he definitely would be interested. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of look back to, I understand it's it's kind of hard to say right now, given how COVID-19 could likely, the cap could potentially like uh, significantly decrease, so it's hard to say on a, a concrete extension, but uh, I don't know, maybe like a 20, maybe like four-year email kind of thing I could maybe see them doing with Drummond and they figure that out but yeah um, and they'll have more I mean I, I wouldn't think TT is back I think that but honestly that ship has sailed so uh, that's just my pay I can't say for certain but um, that that's kind of a I think Drummond 
definitely would if if it were up to him, I think there's good possibility he'd want to stay here. But um, considering the Cavs had, I mean, at least showed interest in going out and getting him. But it, it's another thing if they'll actually want to concretely do that. I, it's it's just early and late October is a ways away for that. For that. Yeah. Obviously, Drummond is set to make about twenty-eight point seven million this season. You you threw out four years, eighty million as a number. I would. I'm not sure if that's a number that I would love. We've seen in the past oh, yeah, couple of years, you know, Jonas Valanciunas has gotten three years, forty-five million. That's fifteen per. That's Clint seen. Capella got you know five years, ninety million. That's eighteen per year. We saw Brooke Lopez get four years, fifty-two. That's at thirteen a year. And even Miles Turner got four years, $72 million. That's 18 per. I see Andre Drummond's value being right around in the mix with those guys. But being, you know, the name and being a two-time All-Star, I, I would understand it from his point he would want more. But I wouldn't be too big of a fan of giving out a $20 million a year contract. I would be more happy in the... In, as far as what is he worth, I would say the 14-15 range, but I wouldn't give him more than, you know, 16-17, maybe put a cap at 18 per year yeah, for a I, guy like him. I wouldn't be crazy about that either. I'm just thinking, based on what you said, he is, I mean, just from his sake, he is two-time All-Star. There's, I mean, I understand it's, he's not a floor-spacing big, but he is, I mean, he's a 20-20 guy, like, threat at least every night so yeah uh, the, the production does i mean it does speak for for him in that way but uh yeah i i mean i could see the the turner one is is kind of a benchmark in the Cavs take but it would we want drummond for four more years i don't think people can really say that with a straight face that they would include no. i wouldn't think but that's just that's just my take but yeah i i agree with you Cavs fans, we hope you love Cavalier Central. If you're looking for more great basketball podcasts to listen to, please check out these other shows from the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Thrive with Trevor Huffman, the CoachMaze.com podcast, and Beyond the Ball. So, circling back to Tristan Thompson for a second, you don't think, even if the Cavaliers were to not draft a big man this year, you think the Cavaliers are pretty much done with him? You don't think he's coming back under any circumstances? Um, I, I wouldn't say it definitively, but I, I don't know if he'd... I think if there's a possibility out there, if, if he can go to a contender for even the mid-level, just kind of a, a one-year kind of thing, um, and then kind of be a free agent again when there's more cap space next year for, for most teams, and be kind of that second-tier guy, um, That that's just... I, I don't see him wanting to do just that and be with the Cavs again and rebuild in an eventual. That's just my opinion, but... Yeah, uh, I, I would probably bet that he's not back. That's just my my take. Some reports that we've seen are that maybe he would consider taking an off, a one year deal this off season just to enter free agency off season. I just kind of wanted to throw this by you. What are the chances in your eyes that Tristan Thompson remains a Cavalier longer than Andre Drummond? Say that Tristan signs a one year deal this off season and the Cavaliers don't draft a big, and then we see Andre Drummond want to leave at the end of next off season. That leaves a void at the center spot for the Cavs, and they could sign up Tristan Thompson to a multi-year deal. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would think uh, that's just major I, speculation. I know, but <laughs> no, it's, it's a it's a good question. I just I would 
probably say these these are the last days of TT. That's just my take. Yeah, I just don't. I don't see him back because they Drummond is almost certainly going to be back, and at least for them, if they're going to get kind of a more uh, rolling big, I, I just think they'd rather just go younger and go with the draft pick, such as uh, Weisberg. I just feel like that's the better route for them. Yeah. So again, say the Cavaliers do draft a big. Do you think Andre Drummond would have any interest sticking around even to the end of the season to help develop that young big, or do you think he'd want out at the deadline? I think he would want to stick around um, to kind of prove his worth um, and see at least what the chips fall where they may. Um, I, he seems like a good leadership role guy. Um, he just he seems like a great teammate, good guy off the floor. So I, I think he would still want to stick around. I don't think that would change that. But uh, as I mean, we would if that said player uh, ends up being kind of more of in closing lineups, uh, which we already kind of saw Drummond kind of out in closing time under bigger staff. But yeah, I think he would at least want to stick around and kind of help prove his worth for for next offseason. Yeah, I think he wants to be here though. Yeah, say the Cavaliers are looking to get rid of him at the deadline. I don't really see him as a real buyout guy, but. If the Cavaliers want to trade him, do you think that there's any chance that they could get more out of him than what they traded to get him, which was just expiring contracts and a second-round pick? Um, I, I think we kind of, uh, well, you and me personally touched on it. Uh, I still think there's a possibility uh, that maybe you could help out, say, the Celtics and, and kind of take a little bit back um, and mm-hmm. do him for Hayward and then... Uh, feasibly like one of their their 2021 20, second rounder potentially uh, because he I think we'll see more out of him uh, I, the Cavs at least have a little more perimeter presence than the Pistons did for at least for a large degree factor in we should have Kevin Love um, yeah yeah I, I think they should be able to get something for him um, just because it is that expiring deal but uh, I think the Cavs will look. I think he'll impact games more than he did in Detroit next season, just because they'll they'll have. He didn't really play all that much when he played with Blake Griffin. They were they were a solid team. I mean, they went they were an eight seed, but they made the playoffs. And mm-hmm. um, I, I think we'll see that last year was kind of sour grapes for the deadline for him. But uh, I, I think next year he'll. They should be able to get more than that personally. Especially, there's like a team like Boston really does still need um, kind of added rim protection in the postseason. Um, you can only rely on, and he's a better offensive presence than Tice, um, at least yeah. in the postseason when you kind of need um, guys to have that at least presence inside against the MBs, guys like that. Um, so, yes, I, I think they would at least get more than they got from Detroit. At least yeah. get a, a salary matching guy that maybe has. That you can eventually either get an expiring guy like Hayward that can at least come in for a few months and help you from a leadership standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he is kind of in a marginalized role. It seems possible for them, but I, it's it's hard to tell with the Cavs at this point. Yeah, I think the fact that when the Cavaliers traded for him, he did have that player option, which you know acts as now that wasn't an expiring contract. The fact that he is on an expiring now and that any team that trades for him can get off that money that offseason, I think, will boost his trade value, assuming that 
he maintains or even raises the level of play that he's been at. Right. So looking at some other potential trade destinations for an Andre Drummond, one that I looked at was Charlotte, a team that's still in need of a center. They showed some interest in Andre at the deadline last season, didn't they? Yes, they did. I was going to suggest Nick Batum's expiring deal for Andre and then maybe a couple of second-round picks coming back to Cleveland. Yeah, that's that's fine, too. Uh, I mean, he's he's gotten kind of a bad rap. His efficiency went down uh, kind of as his the last couple of years, but uh, still a really good, play, really good defender when he's healthy and a good blue guy to have. Uh, that'd be, uh, I'd be fine with that too. And, and, and kind of step in and play minutes at the two and three, kind of similar yeah. to like an Alec Burks type. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's really, and two twos tacked on with it seems fair to me uh, from their, their standpoint too. Yeah. Drummond is somebody that they could get, an extended look at again, you know, that's a position of need for them going forward. They have some pieces in PJ and Miles Bridges and Devontae, but the center spot is still a big question for them. So he, he, uh, he still does. I mean, he, he's not switchable, but he does still help kind of young pieces defensively, at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think going to the hiatus, he was actually second in the league in total steals, which I believe he was the only big in like the top, at least, I think it was the top 18 or so. Um, the only true center to have that, so that's he, he still can make an impact in that way. Yeah, and, and they do have some solid young pieces. Miles Bridges is a nice player too, and he'll only be twenty-seven at the end of next season, so it's not an ideal guy to have with the rest of your timeline for a rebuilding team. But it's whether it's in Cleveland or whether it's somewhere else, I think it can work with a young rebuilding team. Yeah, he's he's kind of at that right at that level where it's teetering, but it's not horrible. It's not like yeah. 32 or something that I guess Kevin Love, but that's, that goes without saying. But <laughs> One more, more that I can... Sorry, what were you saying? No, no, you're good. That's it. One more that I looked at that was kind of an interesting one. Trading Andre Drummond to Dallas for Dwight Powell, Tim Hardaway Jr., and potentially a first... This is under the assumption that Dwight Powell, who had an Achilles tear this past season, doesn't come back as the same player. He's still owed $33 million over the next three years. They could get off of his money and give up, I think, a fairly important player, but not an essential player in Tim Hardaway Jr., and get a useful center in Drummond to pair next to, you know, the the floor spacing Porzingis and obviously Luka. Yeah, I believe they showed some interest in, in Drummond, too. So, um, yeah, that, that'd be good for them. And, and Dwight Powell is a nice player, but a uh, good diver. Kind of like mm-hmm. kind of like Larry Nance, but without the at least the three part. But, um, yeah, and Hardaway, I mean, they have other pieces around that they can kind of mask that in other ways. And, and I, I, I get where you're coming from there, because... They're definitely a team that could factor in in the 2021 offseason for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Should be a free agent destination, I would think. Um, yeah, that, that'd be a good one, too. Uh, probably would actually way rather do that than, than the other sets. But, um, yeah, who knows? I mean, Achilles' injury, is, those are so hard to come back from even now. 
So you would think that the Mavs would definitely strongly consider that, yeah. Yeah, and especially with a player like Powell who, you know, I think a lot of his game is, you know, those those dives to the rim, and I think a lot of that relies on athleticism. Right. So maybe he comes back and is pretty much the same player, but there's a good chance that he's not. So if that's somebody who they don't see being a good piece going forward, I think Cleveland would be willing to eat that money, especially if they could get a first-round pick back. Right. Yeah, uh, I have... Sorry. <laughs> I have one more trade that I wanted to go over. Do you have any others before we get to that? Um, I was just going to say that, it, oh, for Drummond or, or just... For Drummond, yeah. Uh, no, that's that's pretty sad for me. I was I was thinking kind of along the lines of that Dallas one too, but you, you hit on that. One last one, and this one's another just kind of... <laughs> I was just trying to look for anything that might be in the realm of possibility. Yeah, he's... If, that, that contract... Yeah. If Golden State is not impressed with Andrew Wiggins next year, could we see a swap for Drummond to get them off of that money? Cleveland takes back Andrew Wiggins, get some assets back, obviously, I think, to take on that big of a contract and tie yourself up that much financially. You would need some serious compensation coming back to Cleveland. But would you be willing to see Andrew Wiggins back in Cleveland playing alongside Kevin Love? I'm with you on that for what it's worth. I think it's more about just getting a look at a young player who still has a 2% chance of becoming a quality player. The only problem there is that you're tied up with Kevin Love and Andrew Wiggins as your two max players for the next two, or not two, three seasons. So not something I really think will happen. I'm just throwing it out there as another possibility. Yeah, no, it's. I get where you're coming from. He's still young. I mean, it's. It, it's. I, I definitely understand the, where you're kind of thinking there, but it's. I'm just thinking of that they have to. They're going to have to give Colin Sexton a contract extension soon, or um, at least kind of be strongly considering that, and um, eventually probably have to pay Kevin Porter down the line too. Um, so I just tied up, tied into future max money with Wiggins is just not something I would be willing to do. Especially not with Kevin Love on the books for the next few years as well. Right, and, and it's that's still going to be still going to be a tough uh, guy to trade. It's, I mean, even though I mean he's pretty proven commodity, but it's yeah, it's exactly with that too. Alright, well any last thoughts on Drummond? If, a final prediction or just where do you think it's heading with him? Do you think he will be a long-term? Do you think he's going to be gone after next season? I think they'll probably... I think it's definitely not. I mean, just my gut feeling, I just don't see him as a long-term piece. Uh, it's just such a question mark how he'd be able to fit. And uh, 
Uh, there's that won't be an easy deal to get done by the deadline, but I would think they'll still be able to get some deal done for him, uh, just because cap clearing is really key for next offseason. So I just I think he's kind of a I think he'll be a deadline piece. Just yeah, especially with the amount of free agents coming into this, not this offseason, but the following offseason, getting that much cap space is going to be big for a team who's a contender for a big free agent. Yeah, I, I think just based on that, I, I think there's that should help them a lot more with than the Pistons had to just give them away for like a loaf of bread. So, uh, yeah, that's I think that should really help them out. All right, well, Dan, I think we're going to take a quick break here. This will be part one of the episode. I think I'm gonna sp- I am going to split these into two episodes, so this will be going up on Monday, right. and we'll be coming back for the Thursday episode talking about Kevin Love. So thank you guys for listening again on Thursday, the Kevin Love segment of this conversation. So thank you for listening, and see you guys soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Cavalier Central. Be on the lookout for another episode coming soon.